Hey team, back on the podcast, another solo episode today. Gonna chat about the best cardio tool to improve your performance for off-road racing. So the fancy term for cardio training is energy systems training. It is just a fancy term for what most people will know as cardio. So I'm, I've obviously been quite vocal at times about saying that I don't believe road cycling is the best option for training cardio if, if your primary goal is to be a better off-road dirt bike racer. So today I thought I would record a little episode that I can share my view on that and the reason why behind I do truly believe that in a diplomatic way and and a way that will hopefully bring you guys some value and to any of you who are listening to this who are figuring figuring out your training for yourself at home i'm sure this will help you improve in many ways so the two main things i'm going to talk about mostly performance but also budget because to get set up in road cycling, most people aren't going to go buy a Huffy from Kmart. They're going to go buy a 10K carbon fiber legit setup and all the gear that goes with it. So there's a huge, huge difference in the budget between how you can you can train on a road cycle compared to other modalities. The biggest one we're going to talk about is performance. Now, to quote one of my... I guess heroes out there, Paul Check. He's a guru. Uh, his he always says it's only true if it works for you. So I know there's plenty of people out there in our sport that worship road cycling, and if it works for them, then more power to them. I'm just sharing with you guys what works for me and my clients. So my clients are getting outstanding results at every level in the sport of off-road racing from beginners to pros so it's not just my opinion it's not just something i'm making up that's worked for me it's something that's worked for many of my clients so i truly believe that most people overdo the road cycling and I, I like honestly I don't know why I think like from the outside looking in and I'm totally open to being wrong about this is from what it looks like to me and I think we do a better job of this in Australia like a lot of the the performance coaches that I follow in Australia that are coaching moto guys they are strength and conditioning coaches so when you're a strength and conditioning coach you understand the the importance of training both of those qualities obviously our conditioning energy systems and strength strength and power what it looks like to me in the usa a lot of these got a lot of these coaches are cycling coaches so that is their background they're road cycling they've been an elite road cyclist and they become a road cycling coach so if you're a road cycling coach it's you're probably going to prescribe your clients a lot of road cycling then 
I also think it's it just comes from a lack of understanding of our sport and the demands of what we're truly facing, which if you've never ridden a dirt bike before, you're not going to understand what that is like. So if you just look at the heart rate figures and see that they're an athlete is having to hold their heart rate at an average of say 180 for three hours in a cross-country race you might be like well shit that's what we have to do in a road cycling race so more road cycling if i can hold my heart rate at 180 beats a minute for three hours on a road cycle surely that's going to help me on a dirt bike it's actually not like if that comes at a compromise to your strength and your power it doesn't matter how good you are at supplying oxygen to your quads when they're weak. If you are weak and you lack power, it doesn't matter how oxygen, how much oxygen you're pumping into them, they're going to fatigue way earlier. So when you get to that last hour of the race, it doesn't matter if your lungs are good, if your lungs are pumping oxygen in, when your quads are destroyed and fatigued, you're going to fail and you're going to fatigue earlier and have to strip back your output to get to the end of the race and we see it happening like we see heaps of these guys that do tons of cycling they get into the end last hour of the race and they drop like a rock they can't maintain the intensity so again i'm just sharing what works for my clients many of my clients that are pro GNCC races that have come to when I say many there's only a few when they come to me they're often doing lots of road cycling and we strip that back not straight away but we gradually strip it back to less and less and less through that process we get them stronger and more powerful so they're doing less cycling at times um a couple of them are doing none like a couple of my gncc clients who are winning have done zero road cycling in their program and i'll at the end of this podcast i'll share with you why that is and and the reason that and how i figure that out it's very simple um so what we see when we trim their cycling back and we get them stronger and more powerful is they get better results and they can finish stronger at the end of the race so again i think most people are overdoing it in the false belief that that if they can pedal a bike for three hours that it's going to somehow help them at the end of a three-hour cross country again i don't think it will well i know it doesn't when it comes at the detriment of your strength and your power and when you're excessively performing hours and hours and hours of cardio like that most people end up fatigued skinny and weak they're not consuming enough calories to maintain muscle mass let alone put any on and they're not training strength correctly again they're fatigued all the time not consuming enough calories so they're not getting the benefits out of their strength and power training so they they don't actually get better so that's why I'm a big fan of incorporating outside of our strength and power training when we're training energy systems and cardio then we're including full body modalities so my favorite is rowing machine obviously everyone would be familiar with the concept to rower i'm sure 
it's full body so it's asking your heart and your lungs to supply blood and oxygen to the entire body which is what we're having to do on the dirt bike again we're not trying to replicate what we do on the dirt bike we can't replicate what we could, what we do on the dirt bike but it's a very different physiological environment inside the body when you're punching out a high intensity on a rower compared to what it is on a road cycle so road cycles obviously lower body dominant so the the nervous system the brain will actually restrict blood flow to the parts of the body that aren't in motion that that don't require it so it can pump more blood into the muscles that do require it so when you're on a road cycle you're restricting blood flow to your upper body and you're pumping heaps of blood into your quads so again that can be beneficial beneficial at certain times and there's definitely it's definitely going to provide some benefit but if that is your primary tool of training energy systems then you're not going to do a very good job of training your heart and your lungs to supply blood to the entire body like we have to do on the dirt bike so rowing if you are gonna use a cycle and you've got a gym available an assault bike where you're actually using your arms as well great option ski erg i don't really honestly i don't have I think I've got like two clients that have got ski ergs and they don't really use them because they've got a rower as well. I much prefer a rower. Ski erg's great if you've got one, but I don't think I definitely don't think it's better than a rower. Um, the other benefit of a rower is it's it's very easy to tell whether you're getting better, getting faster, because it's all rowers, all concept two rowers are the same. It's a fixed implement. If you're getting stronger and more powerful and your cardiovascular system is getting stronger and more powerful, your numbers will come down. It's that simple. Riding on a road cycle, sure, you can put it on a wind trainer. That's probably going to be your best bet if you're actually using it to measure your output and and know you're getting better. But if you're just riding up and down a hill or on a, a loop that you do, there's too many variables in there to truly know whether you're getting better so that's what's so good about a rower machine it's like you know straight away whether you're getting better week to week month to month your numbers um, will tell you that very very easily so rowing assault bike and i'm a big fan of running so running's obviously not super demanding on the upper body but there's a little bit more upper body input as opposed to a road cycle but it's not really using the upper body um i guess at an intense level but the main reason i like using different modalities like that and not being just focused on one is the skill of breathing itself so that's a big factor that we need to take into account because Breathing is a skill. And when you're in a particular position, you need to learn that that position, the skill of how to breathe in that position. So when we're hunched over a road cycle, very different skill of breathing as opposed to being on a rowing machine where you're more hinging, flexion, extension through the spine. It's a different skill of breathing. Running, completely different skill of breathing. You're bouncing up and down. Your arms are in motion a little bit. 
So you have to learn that skill of breathing. Now, anyone that's listening to this, you will know if you've had a reasonable level of cardiovascular fitness from cycling and then and you've never ran in your life or haven't run for years and you go for a run, it's going to be difficult because you've got to relearn how to breathe and that's going to take you a little a period of time to adapt. So it's the same if you haven't been on a rowing machine. You could be really, really fit at cycling and jump on a rowing machine and blow up because it's completely different. And, and it can go the other way too. You can be really fit on a rowing machine and not cycled for a long time and jump on a cycle. And same thing, because they're different and the skill of breathing is different. So obviously there's a skill of breathing when we're on the dirt bike too. And we're not in a fixed position all the time on a dirt bike, we're moving around. So again, we can't replicate it and we're not trying to replicate it. But what we wanna be able to do is be able to breathe in various positions and improve our skill of breathing in various positions with various physiological demands. That's basically the crux of it. So what I would recommend, and this is where we start to get into the budget side of it, is spreading your training out. Instead of, if you're just doing cycling as your primary tool of cardio, or even if you listen to this and you're just doing rowing, like you've only got one that you're doing, what I would suggest as an example, if you're doing three sessions a week, do one on each modality. You could have a rower, do one rowing session a week, do a run a week and do a cycle a week. So that way you're using three different modalities, three different physiological environments and three different skills of learning how to breathe in those situations. So that's gonna cover all bases a lot better, I believe, than just pounding out more hours on a road cycle. If you're already cycling for three hours or more a week, more road cycling is not gonna make you any, any better. Like to throw a number out there, I don't have any clients that are cycling more than two hours a week or three hours a week. Like it's not going, if, if you can't get, if your fitness isn't improving enough doing three hours a week, doing six hours on a road cycle is not gonna improve it, in my opinion. You'd be much better off putting any extra time or spreading that time out into different modalities. So the rowing is a really good option to use for your high intensity work, your, your intervals. Again, you know straight away whether you're getting better. If you do like a simple five by 500 meters with two minutes rest, you very quickly know whether your output is improving week to week going by your numbers, your, your pace that you can put out. Um, and it's obviously full body. So in that high intensity, high heart rate situation, we are training the heart and the lungs to provide blood and oxygen to the entire body. That's a positive thing. So if you think about those three things, when we talk about cycling, like I'm a big fan of cross country mountain biking, way, I'd much prefer it than road cycling. One, 
you're not going to get taken out by a car. And let's be honest here, like it is a, a risk out there. Like people carry on about training in the gym being dangerous and deadlifts being dangerous. You'll do your back. Well, guess what? You Someone's texting on their phone where you're out on your road cycle. You could become a, a hood ornament. And like I hate to say that, but it's the reality of it. And I'd, I'd never wish that upon anyone, obviously, but like it's the truth you could literally get taken out by a car when you're on the road so if i can do anything to minimize that then i'm going to do it so i'm a big fan of cross-country mountain biking so it's you're also going to get some skill out of riding a cross-country mountain bike if you're riding on on single track with rocks pinch climbs things like that Again, is it anything like dirt biking? No, we're not trying to do that, but you're gonna get some core strength. It's not gonna be much, but there's gonna be some benefit there when you're trying to balance and and navigate a mountain bike up, up and down a single track, as opposed to just being in that hunched out position over a ride, on a road cycle for hours and hours and hours. So, if we look at those three different modalities, rowing, you can get yourself a rower on eBay for 1200 bucks these days. You get yourself a pair of running shoes, 200, so we're up to 1400. You can get yourself a pretty decent quality hardtail cross-country mountain bike for 16, 1700 bucks these days. So we're, we're sitting at about 3K, $3,000 investment and you've got three options there to train your cardio with that are gonna move you forward. Most people will go and drop 10K on a road bike because they have to have the carbon fiber one and they have to have all the gear to go with it. That's cool. I'm like, I got no problem with people like spending their income on things that they love like that. So many people I hear, they'll say, I can't afford a coach or I can't afford to do that on bike coaching to improve my skill on the dirt bike. Guess what? If you don't spend 10K on that carbon fiber road bike and you spend three on these other three modalities, you got 7K left in the budget that you can invest in a coach to whether that's on the bike and it doesn't have to be me, it could be anyone out there, there's plenty of them, plenty of good ones out there. Get a strength and conditioning coach to actually help you get stronger and more powerful and a structured program to follow with your energy system training and your nutrition. Like they're your, your three big rocks that are gonna actually improve your skill and your results on a dirt bike. Like seven grand, that's like two years almost of coaching on one of my my entry level personalized program as an example with me like the the progress you can make in two years with a coach helping you is huge it's massive so budget is a big part of it and the reason why i mention that is the or the other reason why i'm like so big on this is for the kids coming up. Like if they, if these kids are coming up and they're thinking 
that they have to spend 10k on a road cycle and pedal for 10 hours a week on a road cycle we're setting them up to fail seriously like they, they don't need to spend that much money they can have a much smaller budget like anyone who's raced knows how expensive it is and it's like managing your budget is part of being a successful racer like no joke so if you can if you can pull some money out of your budget somewhere that's actually going to make you better like we're not talking about cutting corners here we're talking about saving some money and investing it in something that's actually going to make you a much better athlete and get you much better results then to me that's a no-brainer so that's a big reason why I'm so big on it because I like I honestly do think it needs to change a little bit and just because it's the way people have done it doesn't mean that's the right way to do it moving forward like our sport is young if you look at the sport of like off-road racing even more so than motocross like motocross has had trainers and coaches probably longer than the off-road side has but in reality like it's probably only been like the last 20 years like where people have actually had coaches and worked on their their physical performance off the bike like that's not a very long time if you look at all these other sports out there that have been around for literally hundreds of years some of them like there's a whole host of things we don't know yet so it'd be silly to think that this particular way of doing things is the best way to do it just because people have been doing it for the last 10 or 15 years i believe that's just my my again my opinion and that's where my head goes when i'm thinking about this stuff and trying to program for my clients like that's my job is to help my clients win like even if my clients are vet rider or a clubman they still want to win that class like everyone's at their own level in this sport some guys are pros some guys are clubmen some guys are in between but at the end of the day if you at whatever level if that you're racing at most people would love to win they want to win their class so that's my job is to help people win so I'm not going to tell them to do something for hours and hours and hours if it's not going to improve their results. So how do I actually figure that out? And how do I know how much cycling to give one of my clients? It's very simple. I ask them this question when they start training with me is, do you actually like road cycling? Do you enjoy road cycling? If they say yes, if road cycling actually brings them joy and they love throwing their lycra on and going for a pedal on the road, then I'm not gonna tell them they can't do that. I'm not gonna remove that from their, pro- their program. It's most definitely 100% going to be a part of their weekly program if they love it. If I ask them that question and they say, couldn't care less, or I've never had a road bike, not really interested in it. Zero cycling in their program. You do, it's not something that you have to do to succeed in this sport. There's other ways you can train. 
energy systems, cardio, it's not a prerequisite. Road cycling is not a prerequisite for success in this sport. So that's how I figure it out. It's that simple. <laughs> so I'm when I'm writing someone a program, like they've got to enjoy it. Like, yes, it's work and you're not going to enjoy every single session because that's, again, that's the role of a coach is to help you work on your weaknesses and working on your weaknesses isn't fun all the time. However, some of the training does need to be enjoyable. And if you get joy out of riding a road cycle, keep doing it. I'm definitely not saying don't do it. And I'm definitely not saying no one shouldn't do it or anyone shouldn't do it. What I'm saying is, it's not the be all and end all. And if you don't enjoy it, then you don't have to do it. There's other ways to train it and get really, really good results in our sport. If your primary goal is to get better at cycling and go in cycling events and race mountain bikes or go in road cycling events, then yeah, you're, you're gonna have to do a shitload of cycling because that's your sport. Our sport is not cycling. Our sport is riding a dirt bike. So we just need to train in a way that improves the physical qualities that we need to ride a dirt bike it's that simple so i hope that helps some of you um any questions on that shoot me through an email or dm on insta um kept it pretty surface level that like there's a whole host of physiological reasons as to why it's actually not that good a choice for for to improve our output on dirt bike but covered it covered it all there and like i say it's just not it's not essential so don't feel like you have to do it if you love it and you want to do it keep doing it don't let me stop you that's i'm, I'm not here to stop you i'm here to help my clients get the results that they deserve and that's why um i guess i get a little bit on my high horse with it sometimes but it's i i do i i hate to see people out there that are that are pounding out hours thinking something's going to make them better when in reality like it could literally be taking you the opposite way if it's again if it's coming at a cost to your strength and your power output and it's putting you into a huge calorie deficit, then that's not a very good situation for someone that needs to manhandle a dirt bike, 110 kilo dirt bike for three hours. So that's it for today. Try and keep it short and sweet. Um, got a couple of good ones coming up. Hopefully be able to make it happen next week with one of my GNCC pro clients who has actually had zero cycling in his program. So we'll get to speak with him very soon and he can share his his own. You, you don't just have to hear it from me. You can hear it from him and how his, how, tra- how his training, how his results, his performance has changed in over the course of the last 12 months, 18 months since working together. So really psyched and excited to share that one with you that'll be coming hopefully be able to get that out next week um if not the week after but we'll keep these coming until then bye bye